Welcome to Come Talk With Me. I'm Maxetta Gad, and I believe we all have a story. I also believe we can learn from each other. Sometimes we learn what to do, and sometimes we learn what not to do. My hope is we will learn we are not alone in whatever chapter of our story we are in. Tara from Texas. <laughs> um, so Tara Hugh joins us again today to continue to share her story. Um, I know that a lot of you, like myself, have enjoyed hearing her story. Now, enjoyed is a um, probably an awkward word to use. I say enjoy because I know the end, but um, it's been hard. It's been tough. She shared some super dark places that looked to be hopeless with us. She has shared things that were done to her that were out of her control. And um, we get to start breaking through today. You'll see some hope and some light today. And we appreciate you guys continuing to follow along with us. Um, as always, make sure that you're checking out her TikToks, Tara, T-A-R-A-L-Y-N underscore 1111. And um, she'll be glad to communicate. I've gotten some communication uh, concerning the the uh, videos and the youtube or the, excuse me the podcast so um she's she's not afraid to answer questions or guide you in the right way so you guys can reach out to her or i can pass anything along to her i'm getting ready to do that hopefully after this recording so y'all just settle in get ready uh shouting is coming we're getting <laughs> getting ready okay tara you just go right ahead you take the floor oh. Well, thank you. I'm so excited. We promised y'all that it gets better. Mm-hmm. And you know, if Jesus is involved, it will get better. So Man, that's right. <laughs> right. so much good stuff coming. And honestly, just going back and thinking about it gets me giddy, even though it was me. Yeah. Because you get to see the goodness of God. <laughs> yes, so much. Yes. Uh, and so kind of just to recap, we ended on the last podcast, just kind of at like one of the darkest places in my life was in the hotel room with the love of my life, I had thought at the time, and um, having an orgy and living this complete dark, sinful life. And I had been living that life for so long and I had felt the pulling from the Holy Spirit, but I was turning my back. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even look at Jesus. But in that moment, I know I just heard no, no more. And I said out loud, I'm going to find Jesus. (laughs) Amen. Yes. And every time I say that, I'm going to ugly cry. So I pull myself together. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, going to find him and find him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I thought about bringing a box of tissue today because I'm just, I'm still in such a place of gratitude that it just makes me mm -mm, ugly cry every time. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Do you think that gratitude though, I mean, sometimes when we remember what we came from, we appreciate the relationship we have now with God. Do you, I mean, what do you think? of that? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking about it this morning as someone, it could make me ugly cry. (laughs) (laughs) Tears are welcome here. It's okay. I won't be able to talk. (laughs) No, I'll I'll pull myself together. But, you know, picture 
a person on a raft, you know, in the middle of the ocean and you have no hope, like there's no one out there. You are gonna die. There are the biggest, hungriest, great white sharks all around you with the sharpest teeth and you're bleeding and you're gonna die an awful death and you are terrified and it's dark and you're lonely and you're hungry and you're all alone. And I had that visual this morning of, you know, the rescue helicopter just flying above. And that was Jesus. And he saw me out there and I cried out to him and to be rescued from something like that. Even if your story isn't as drastic as mine, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your sin is. It doesn't matter what hopelessness you're in. You could be in jealousy and gossip. You're still miserable. And you might still be going to hell. That's right. That's right. At the end of the day, that devastation of a dark life of sin is the same, no matter what. And Mm -hmm being rescued from that. My gosh, like imagine yourself on that raft and that helicopter coming and they have warm food and a blanket and they put you in a hotel suite and you just, oh my gosh, have a warm sweater and and slippers (laughs) and good food and dessert. (laughs) That is what it's like to be rescued by Jesus. And I'll never forget that moment Mm -hmm. or any other moment from that moment on of his goodness and his mercy and his grace. And I just remember telling this love of my life, I'm going to find Jesus. And at the time I was literally drunk and half naked, you know, like I am this adulterous, you know, sinful woman. I was drunk and God sobered me Mm -hmm. enough to talk to him and cry out to him. Like there is no alley you can be in. There's no drug. There's no situation. There's no nasty thing you could be doing. That's the shame of the enemy that tells you you're not ready for God. No, you're ready. Even in a hotel room, drunk, having an orgy, being a bisexual atheist. Like, if God can meet me there, oh, he can meet you anywhere. That's right. Amen. Yes, he can. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And not, and even if you're not, you know, on that far of the spectrum, if you are gossiping, if you are just jealous, if you are lying, stealing, whatever, it's the same. He can meet you anywhere. And don't think it has to be that bad to be rescued. Like you may think you're good and you may need rescuing. So if you don't have that peace from the Lord, if you aren't sure, cry out to him because you want that hotel room with those slippers. I promise you. That's right. That's right. Life yes. is so beautiful now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And just like oh. you said, in any of those sins, you know, gossiping or, oh. uh, you know, pornography or what, whatever the uh-huh. sin is, um, there's no peace there. The whole, you know, she didn't have peace living the lifestyle that she was. No, you don't. When, you know, when you're gossiping or you're stealing, maybe, you know, you're working at a convenience store and the boss doesn't notice you're taking a five every now and again. There is no peace there. There's only peace in Jesus. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. (laughs) Amen. And I just, I know that, you know, I grew up a preacher's daughter. I said the salvation prayer a million times. I've been to all the Bible summer camps. I've I've done all the religious things. And I heard a pastor once say, standing in a garage, I think I've said this, does not make you a car any more than going to church makes you a Christian. Like it's a dangerous place to be thinking that because your grandma and grandpa and your mom and dad are righteous, God-fearing, loving people that you are that you're going to heaven because I go to church on Sunday and my family's Christian. It is such an intimate personal relationship. And that is so important to know because I thought I was good all those years. And it wasn't until that moment that I realized and looked back on my life. 
I didn't know him. I was relying on my dad's relationship or going to church on Sundays and Wednesdays. Like that does not make us a believer. And it reminded me of Romans 2, 13. It says, just because a person hears the law, reads it or recites it does not mean that he is right before the one true God. It is following the law that makes one right, not just hearing it. So if you are living a life that does not align and follow what the word of God says, it's time to rethink. (laughs) And the only way we can get there is by being filled with the Holy Spirit, surrendering our life to God by faith through grace, through faith. It's all God. And it's a personal relationship. We cannot rely on others. And I, uh, Romans 2, 4 says, do you take the goodness of God for granted? Do you see his patience as signs that he's a pushover when it comes to sin? How could you not know that his kindness is guiding our hearts to turn away from sin, to walk a new path? And gosh, reading that after everything, I'm like, man, I thought I was okay. I, I was playing with fire, you know, a lot, calling myself an atheist, living this life, but still kind of thinking, maybe I won't go to hell. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to think about that, but yeah. it it's his kindness and goodness that leads us to repentance, but it's not, he's not a pushover. Right. And it's so important to understand the reality. And ooh, in that moment, I had the fear of God, like reverence and honor and the fear of God is in not afraid of him. I know that gets twisted a lot. Because in our world, religion can be such a nasty thing because of lost people and abuse and stuff like that. And it's not fear in the sense of fearing an abusive boyfriend or father. That word in Greek and Hebrew, it's all translated completely different. It's more of like your grandpa that's just so sweet and loving. And like Mm -hmm. he asks you not to wreck the fence in the backyard. And you just love him so much that when you accidentally run into it with your bike and it breaks, you're just like, Oh my gosh. Oh, I just love him so much. You're not afraid of what he's going to do to you. You just honor him so much that you're like, okay, I have a healthy fear. I know he's authority in my life, but it's a love. It's not a scariness. And I remember that fear of God came over me of truth. You probably would, you would have gone to hell. (laughs) 24 hours ago and you were on a fast track and you didn't understand where you were and you didn't know who you were. And it was night and day. It was just this, when I finally reached out to him and he was calling me and drawing me, all truth was revealed Mm -hmm. and all the blinders fell off. And even in that moment, in that hotel room, I'm putting on my shoes and getting ready to go. And I'm saying, I'm going to find Jesus. Mm -hmm. I remember the obsession with the love of my life. I could not live without him. I could not function if the thought of him not being in my life or telling me I'm beautiful mm-hmm. in a split second. I, in a nice way, could care less if I ever saw him again. Yeah. <laughs> he mm-hmm. meant nothing to my worth. He meant nothing to who I was as a person. And that says a lot. If you've heard my, mm-hmm. from the beginning till now, That's you know, right. I hate myself. Yeah. Yeah. I had the lowest self-esteem, hated myself, was such a people pleaser. And here I am within an instant of being drawn by the Holy Spirit and chased by God through hell, choosing him. Cause it was a miracle, but it was a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Free will. That's good. That's right. That's good. Yeah. I mean, he will draw us and he will chase us and he will make miracles and he will pave the way, but we have to choose him back. And yeah. the second I did, it was 
actual blinders were removed and I could see this man for how lost he was and I could care less if he ever told me I was beautiful again I was so just seeing truth and it was amazing and I was drunk (laughs) that's how powerful God is it is yes it is (laughs) wow that is absolutely I like how you said that you know he's a gentleman he won't force Mm -hmm. you but Mm -hmm. he did he did pursue you I love that and you made the choice to surrender to him yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's wonderful and it was like in that moment I remember conviction like thinking of the people that had been with that night and the people that week and that month and just I could not believe it was like all the truth that I had heard growing up about the Bible and verses were popping into my heart conviction of all the people I had sinned with all of the people I had been a stumbling block for marriages other girls like I could not believe the conviction just hit me in a good way it wasn't shame it wasn't like look at you look what you did it was like truth again it's just when you know the truth which is Jesus it it removes every blinder, every lie. The father of lies all of a sudden has no say. He is a father of lies. He lies about everything. All of a sudden those lies made no sense. And the truth was revealed. And it was such a sweet conviction of, I don't ever want to do that again. Oh my gosh, I want to help those people. And stay tuned because there's good news with that. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> but it was such, it was all truth at once just yeah. hit me. And and. It was a relief. It wasn't shameful filled. It was a beautiful relief. And I just remember feeling like the weight of the world had fallen off my shoulders and I was free as light as a feather. (laughs) I could smile. I was so hopeful Mm. in that moment in that hotel room, (laughs) drunk, putting on my shoes, getting ready to go find Jesus. Yeah. Wow. That's only, I mean, only he can do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I liked how you, um, and do you care to touch on that just a little bit about conviction isn't shame and guilt Mm -hmm. and pointing fingers, shame on you. Conviction is prompting for, for better or freedom or, you know, by the love of God, there's, there's not any condemnation for those that are in Christ. Mm -hmm. So if you're condemned by shame Mm -hmm. or guilt, um, embarrassment that's that's not God that is the enemy and he wants to keep you oppressed and secluded and in conviction is completely the opposite yes yes and that can come from people in churches that can come from family it'll come from the enemy through whoever boy that's right yes shaming you there's Mm -hmm. a difference between um bringing truth and love to someone and just complete blatant condemnation and shame and it all comes from the enemy if it's not love yeah god will convict you so it you'll have a peace about it you won't feel sick to your stomach you know the enemy makes mm-hmm. you just feel so awful and god just removes it all when we repent and removes all the pain the shame i had had leading up to that moment i mean i should have been the most shame-filled person in that moment in that hotel room looking around me saying, what did I just do? And I had none, zero, you know, like Adam and Eve in the garden, like that was shame. That was like hiding from God. And I was, the God will do the opposite. You Mm -hmm. won't be afraid. You won't be ashamed to talk to him. That's right. I knew I could talk to him for the first time. And I was so happy. Yeah. (laughs) It was so peace filled. And that is what God brings. He brings a complete peace all the fruits of the spirit, joy, peace. He brings it all in that moment. And so if you're feeling anything other than that from people, 
yourself, you know, it's, it's coming from the enemy and know that that doesn't lead to freedom that actually leads to bondage. It's keeping that darkness in the shadows. And once you expose that darkness to the light, it can get, you can get free. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened in that moment. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for that. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, I, at that moment, I was getting ready to leave. Of course he had all the apologies and all the things. And I just remember, um, the beginning of the night I had gotten hold of his phone and I had noticed that his password was different and, you know, there had been infidelity at the beginning, but ever since we had moved on, he had told me, you know, he was in love with me and, he wanted to be faithful to me other than, you know, the crazy world of swinging is so ironic. It's so hypocritical. It makes no sense. But we said, you know, we love each other. We're each other's one and only we're going to get married, but on the weekends we'll swing, you know, that, that makes sense. (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) Um, We even talked about having a kid together and just continuing this life because that's just fun on the weekends, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he had been telling me, you know, I'm faithful to you. The only time that we'll do anything is when it's approved by you with boundaries and all the things. And so that night on top of everything else, I had gotten a hold of his phone and I had gone through and found that even though I had been swinging as often as he wanted, even though not TMI, but we had been intimate many times a day, every single day, lunch breaks. I mean, exhausting myself to live like the world thinks you're supposed to live, which is so demonic. I had ran myself ragged for him. I was cleaning his house after working 50 plus hours a week, doing his laundry, buying his groceries. I mean, I was a slave to sin (laughs) and to him. And he was so lost. And at the end of it all, I find out he's cheating. He's on Tinder. He's talking to every girl on the planet. He's talking to an ex who used to be his mistress. He is talking to everyone. There's inappropriate pictures of women all on his phone. I can't describe how angry and devastated I was. Now, looking back, I understand when you open the door to sin, you don't get to choose which demons come in. Yeah, that's and true. I <laughs> when you open the door to sin, you do not get to choose which demons come through. That's no, right. I think you've touched no. on that before. Yes. That's, I mean, that's truth. Write that down. Folks. Because I'm, I'm thinking we'll, we'll swing and we'll open up this door of hell over here, mm-hmm. but he won't cheat on me. He'll honor me. He'll respect me. <laughs> what? Like that doesn't even make sense. But it, you know, thinking all the times he had looked me in the eye, I just love you. You're the love of my life. And we had these Pinterest boards for our wedding. We were planning our wedding. He was planning to propose. We were talking about future children, naming them. I mean, we were so far into love and marriage and like everything. So in that moment, I just remember thinking I did all of this for nothing. I compromised everything for nothing. He wasn't even faithful. (laughs) It was so devastating, but it still just pushed me even closer to God, like knowing, look, this was the door you opened and something that God showed me in that so big was when we are not close to God, everything will be a consequence of sin, you know, and those consequences of sin were separated from God. So there's no hope. There's nothing good. It's all hopelessness. Yeah. There's nothing good that comes out of it. It's painful. You're alone. 
that's completely different than walking through persecution or trials with Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we yeah. go through hard times, but we have the hope in Jesus and he yeah. gives us that strength. He sustains us. That's so different than walking apart from him and getting consequences of sin. Yeah. And in that moment, I remember thinking, I'll go through anything with Jesus. I don't ever want to go through something without him and consequences of sin with this pain again, like to this level, you know, again, just like truth revealed through that, that it's not worth it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm That's right. Just beginning to have that revelation, but I remember it clearly. Yeah. Yeah. And he was so good to comfort me with it. Is this after this occurrence of, um, is this after you got up and said, I'm going to go find Jesus? Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was right before. No, it was after. It was okay. after because okay. I got a hold of his phone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. After gotcha. I said it, then I found it. And then yes. I was like, oh, there's the cherry on top. Yeah. There you <laughs> it go. It was like God wanted to reveal like, oh, yes. <laughs> don't yeah. you go back to this life. He's revealing all truth to you. Okay. Yes. yes. It yes. wasn't for you. <laughs> right. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just remember all the things, you know, it's like the blinders came off and all the visions came of truth. I remember like all of the things I had compromised, something seems so simple, but I, I'm a huge animal lover. I am like the world's biggest dog rescuer, cat oh. rescuer, people rescuer, <laughs> but I love animals and I rescue pit bulls off the highway. And my husband, always, there's always something in my car mm -hmm. um, there. I just love animals so much. And I remember even in those times compromising how I treated my animals, I was leaving them home alone so long when before I was like cuddling them like babies in my bed and, you know, mm -hmm. taking care of them. I was having neighbors check on them. I mean, little things like that, just seeing your character change. Yeah. And so for anybody who's watching, like, if you find yourself compromising your character, your morals, if you're a Christian, your godly character for anyone, it is a red flag um, for yourself and with them. It's time to back up and do not continue that path, because let me tell you, it gets harder and harder. I was trying to please him and trying to become what he wanted so badly that I was so far in. He really didn't even know I was a big animal lover. And, you know, all these things, you know, he didn't know my personality. He didn't even know I had curly hair because I straightened it every day. You know, like I was yeah. spray tanning and straightening my hair till it was silky and wearing all these different, he knew nothing about the real me because I was compromising everything yeah. to fit that sinful vibe and that little window that he wanted. And yeah. you changed so everything about yeah. yourself. I mean, from the inside out, from oh decisions you were making to even physical appearance. Yeah. A hundred percent inside out for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and so I said, I'm going to find Jesus. <laughs> and I remember just leaving and we were still texting at that moment. And um, I mean, he begged and pleaded and told me I was the love of his life and everything. And I just said, you're never going to see me again ever. And uh, at that time I had just gotten a incredible six-figure base dream job offer but it had it was over an hour from where he and I were living and um at the time I was about ready to turn it down because of him we were going to get married and uh two other really really big reasons that I'll get to don't forget that <laughs> but there were lots of reasons why I was turning it down um at the time so I had texted him and said, I'm taking that job. I'm moving. You'll never see me again. And um, 
I truly planned on taking that job because it was, like I said, on paper, it was my dream job. And um, it was just too far away for our relationship at the time. Um, and it was about that time I started also realizing I'm not really paying attention to the job that I'm doing <laughs> from the time way back when I was having that affair from the moment on all the way through to the swinging with the first guy. And now with this love of my life, I was never focusing on my job. The amazing, incredible, mind blowing, double pension, right? Absolutely incredible. Nobody can get in there. Prestigious job that looks like Disney world and has a you know, food court and finance and all the things. I didn't know what I was doing. And they began to notice that big time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, leaving every day for lunch to go to the hotel next door for an hour or two. Mm -hmm. They began to take note and I got put on a, a program of, you know, you have about, it's basically you're getting fired. <laughs> yeah. Do these things. And if you can't do them, you're gone. Yeah. And I remember in that moment, it felt like my entire life was falling apart. It felt like I was losing everything. I was just losing the love of my life. I was losing my prestigious job. I knew I was getting fired. And then they eventually told me you have um, two weeks of vacation that you can take. And I advise you to take it and find a new job. And it had been a situation wow. where I was so secure. I mean, living this great life, all this money, partying every weekend. And with the love of my life, totally miserable, hating life, wanted to die. And here I am and everything's falling apart around me. A little did I know it was actually, you know, demonic strongholds just being torn down and God was about to build my life in such a good way. But in the moment, it felt like I was losing everything and I was devastated. <laughs> I was so exhausted. I was so broken. And I remember um, just laying in bed and I literally, uh, the spirit of depression was the heaviest thing. I couldn't lift my arms. Wow. I literally could not lift my arms and I wasn't eating. I, I had, I think it was seven and five to seven inches of hair break off. Just my hair layered itself. <laughs> it wow. was longer than it is now. And I had little bangs like right here and pieces. It just broke and just completely started falling out. I could not, I, I just hadn't processed anything. I hadn't even processed the gun night. <laughs> I hadn't yeah. processed my life up until that point because I was just on go, go, go. And just the exhaustion of living for this man, working out twice a day, starving myself, parties on the weekends, getting four hours of sleep every night before work so that I could clean his house and do his laundry. I was so exhausted and I remember I went to the first church I could find and I just ran in. And I remember at first, I remember feeling not shame, but like a little bit embarrassment. Like I felt like I had the scarlet letter on for a second, you know, like I knew what I had just done and nobody else knew. And I just remember being like, I'm doing it anyways, I'm going in. And I ran into every church I could find. Sundays, Wednesdays, anything that I could find, I went running full speed. And I remember the first time I was standing in the back pew, way in the back, because I knew I was going to be loud. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the second that the worship music started, hysterically just bawling my eyes out, like sobbing, literal healing happening, just completely yeah. being healed inside out by God. And feeling his presence. I mean, <laughs> we're talking like swinging nightclubs, you know, dark, dingy places, you know, 
a gun to my head, you know, yeah. watching the love of my life with other people and women. And it's just being like, I'm now standing here in the presence of God. And my gosh, I was so desperate for him Yeah, <laughs> in the best way. <laughs> Do you think that that listening to that, like you'd live this life of almost pretend or mm-hmm. you know, being fake, you know, not who you really are from appearance to the things you were doing. It was the opposite yeah. of what you wanted. But in that moment of worship and those tears, mm. it was probably the most honest, truthful, truthful <laughs> moment you'd had with yourself, with God in years or ever, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. For in, in my entire life, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I, I knew I could talk to him. I knew I could stand yeah. before him. There was nothing left because I was just surrendering it. And I knew I was forgiven. And just that feeling of knowing I could just look at him again. Oh, because I just didn't look at him during all of that. And man, I thought they were going to like stop the worship team. Like I was crying so <laughs> loud. <laughs> and I remember, um, I just kind of walked through the doors and the song was no longer uh slaves and it oh, was for goodness sakes yeah yeah I, mm-hmm. the song started every time i'd open the door it'd say i'm no longer a slave to sin <laughs> <laughs> i am a child of god, oh, god. yeah <laughs> yeah amen mm-hmm. oh, and i remember hearing i didn't hear fear i heard i'm no longer a slave to sin the words are, I'm no longer a slave to fear, but I kept hearing, I am no longer a slave to sin. I am a child of God. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was, yeah. I knew I was his daughter. I knew I could come to him. I could look at him. Everything was getting healed in that moment. <laughs> it was the craziest yeah. thing. <laughs> Is that when you think your identity was starting to be revealed to you? Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, yes. Amen. I finally I didn't want, I didn't want or need ooh, anybody Aww. else. I didn't, I could care less if I ever had a boyfriend again. Yeah. <laughs> and here I am coming from, I'm always on a hamster wheel of people pleasing and, and yeah. needing the love of my life. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, the places I had been, because I didn't know my identity. I didn't yeah. know my worth in God. And he revealed all truth in those moments. And it was the coolest thing. I would leave that church turn on our, our Christian radio station. Here's air one. I would blast the music and it was just healing, just worship and healing, just thanking him gratitude. I didn't stop driving. I I had the two weeks of vacation. I knew I was going to get fired and I just had all this quiet time. Yeah. And I drove from one church to the other. And I am not kidding when I tell you every single church that I went to miles apart, different cities, I'd open the doors I'm no longer a slave oh my to fear. <laughs> I am a child of God. Every, that line, every, I'd walk in, I am a child of God. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I remember just like falling on my knees and just like hysterical every, every single time. It was him. I knew it was him when he was telling me, you are my child. And I'd go into the next door, open it up. I am a child of God next door. I am every time, same second of the song. It was bizarre, but it was Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yes. 
Oh yeah. my gosh. I'll never forget it. It was the best time of my life. I just kept going to church. <laughs> People yeah. must have seen me just dropping off. If somebody had a little tracker, <laughs> they'd just see me pinging from here to there, <laughs> coming out, leaving, crying, coming out, crying. I must have thought I was yeah. crazy, but it was so worth it. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. he's so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He truly just wrapped his arms around me and it was such like just a peace and healing all at once. Yeah. A zero desire for any of the old stuff <laughs> all at once. And, and I like how I remember, you said, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. <clears throat> you know, you were on that two week vacation. So you had some quiet time. Yeah. And the lifestyle <laughs> previous to that was chaos uh, and loud mm -hmm. and distracting. And now you got quiet and, mm. oh, just, oh, only God can do it. I, oh, I just yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. It was perfect. I mean, yeah. I don't know what I would have done if I was at work yeah. hearing these songs, you know, they would have had me arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to work. <laughs> and, you know, here I am thinking this two weeks is devastating. I mean, I, I had no money after that because I was blowing my money. I didn't have a savings account. I was spending right. it on this man. And I'm just living in this little townhouse, just thinking, oh, okay, about to be broken, homeless in two <laughs> weeks and have no love. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. Jesus is love though. That's and I right. just remember I had a piece about it, but I honestly had no idea what was going to happen. And I, I was a little scared. You know, I was just yeah. coming back to him and I was like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh -huh. You do uh -huh. realize that I'm running out of money. <laughs> uh, okay. I know you're the God of the universe, but I'm a little scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just driving around every day. Oh gosh. Hanging out with you. And I had no friends. I had no one because yeah. I had left my house and sold it to move 45 minutes to an hour to him. I had no friends because I didn't want to let anyone in because of the life I was living. He was my everything. Wow. And I wasn't talking to my family because I was so shame filled. I had told some of them a little bit of what was going on. They knew a certain amount. Um, but I had just separated myself from everyone because of shame. Yeah. And I disguised it as the, they just wouldn't understand my life. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, the lies we tell ourselves, the lies the enemy tells us, and it's devastating the love and the friendships that, you know, I could have been having with my family and right. other people, mm -hmm. but I, I couldn't because I was in the darkness and hadn't been exposed to the light. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, hmm. Oh, I just remember thinking back, you know, I threw away my Bibles. I was going to join the porn industry, become a stripper, like all the thoughts I thought about. And in that moment, he's just wrapping his arms around me. Like who even knows that girl? I don't yeah. know her anymore, you know, like, yeah. who was that? Mm -hmm. I don't know her. And, mm. and then that song kept playing and playing and playing and, you know, leading up to all the awful stuff that happened. I just had these thoughts of like, I cannot believe those horrible moments, seeing the love of my life with other people and just being devastated and sickened by it. And one of the lines in the song, and I remember feeling like there's no way out. I'm in so deep. I've told this man, I will do anything we are doing everything. I don't know how to get out of this. There is no getting out because I want to marry him yeah. and I'm going to marry him. And now I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. And I remember that feeling of you're in too deep. You'll never be able to curl your hair. You can't take a shower and like have wet hair. I mean, the littlest things, you can't love animals around him. Like you have made this facade and now this is who you are. And it was exhausting and devastating. Not to mention that I hated 
swinging. Hated it with everything in me. And it was going to be the rest of my life. And I remember the other part of the song that just wrecked me. <laughs> it says, he split the sea so you could walk right through it. Right through. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> And he yeah. did. And I just got this visual of this hopelessness, this life that I could not get out of on my own. And I saw him just split the sea and just yeah. say, here I am. You can choose me and I will save you from all of this. Yeah. And it's just, oh, whew, the ugly crying. I can't even, it was, <laughs> yeah. Mm, what a visual was, that is though. Oh what my gosh. Yeah. And he, he did it for me and he will do it for anyone. He will That's do right. it for anybody listening. That's right. No matter what you've done to someone, no matter what's been done to you, no matter how hopeless you feel, if you're in a, a hopeless marriage or, you know, your child is a prodigal, it doesn't matter what your situation is. God can do it. You just simply have to come to him, have faith. He will do the work. We don't have to work for it. And he will split the sea for you. Yeah. <laughs> I have watched him do it. And Hearing those words, oh my gosh, I don't think I sang a song. I was a snot ball. <laughs> I was just in a puddle of tears. Yeah. And I would leave more healed. Every every door I would leave, I was more healed than the last. And yeah. I would just drive up and down this highway just listening to Air One and listening to them talk about um restoration and redemption and God's love and yeah, all the things and just Oh, I was just in a Jesus party with all the angels every day, Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. driving up and down. I won't lie. I was, I was devastated. I was saying like, but he was the love of my life. I'm so confused and I don't understand. And I was, you know, sad and torn and all the things, but I was just running to Jesus saying, yeah. I don't care. I'm, I'm confused. I don't know where my life is going, but I know I want you. I'm Amen. not going back. Amen. <laughs> Nothing will make me go back. <laughs> Amen. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. he's so good. Yeah. And um, it was so crazy. This, not this last Sunday, a couple, two Sundays ago, we switched church locations uh -huh. and I actually ended up, God just called us back to the, to the church. Um, my family now, we've never been there. I had been there that night that I heard the song oh, yeah. and went to Jesus the night that I ran to Jesus and ran into church. It was this location. Wow. And I just recently, two weeks ago, went back to that church and now God's called me there. And I was sitting in the pew completely forgot that that was the place yeah. and music worship started and God reminded me, do you remember this is where I met you? Do you remember this building? Oh, to say the ugly cry started again yeah, yeah. is an understatement. <laughs> I lost it to be mm. back in that building again. Oh my gosh. I, the gratitude, like yeah. I said, like that raft with the sharks to the hotel yeah. suite with the slippers and the good food. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Does that, does like other people there, I don't know your leadership, anyone know your story that you started there and now you're here? Yeah. No. <laughs> Huh, yeah. No, not not yet. Not yet. But I know I know God will eventually use it. You know, oh, he yeah. always does. Yeah, that's right. You're yes, that's right. You're there for God a is he's, yeah. we are gonna be starting. I and my family now will be starting um a, a group, uh, a family church group. So mm. at that location. I mean, talk about full circle. Yes. What? Amen. what? 
So yeah. I know that God will use the testimony for somebody. That's right. <laughs> like I, That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right about that. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So just to be sitting there and looking back on everything, it was so beautiful. Just another reminder of yeah. where I was and where he's taken me. Mm. Um, but at that time, when I was still running to Jesus, like I said, I had no one. Um, there was a, a mutual friend, a female that was more friends with the love of my life. Um, I could tell she was very interested in him, <laughs> but she pretended to be a friend of mine as well. And um, during this time, I noticed, I learned something very important because I was still in such a getting piece back together by God. You know, I was still very fragile and uh, just coming out of things. And so my trust levels and my discernment weren't at the highest, although God took care of it for me, but there were many people that I believe were well-intentioned Christians <laughs> um, that gave me a lot of advice, um, kind of older friends, people I had known. I started talking to them again, shared some of the stuff I had gone through, and um, especially with the love of my life. And um, all of them told me the same thing. I started getting calls and job offers. Um, one was in Seattle, one was out of state, and they were great companies. I mean, like, really top, like well-known companies all started calling me out of the yeah. blue and offering me these incredible jobs where I would have a lot of money, <laughs> including the six figure one, my dream job over an hour away. And every time God said no. And I was like, we're about to be out of money. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you sure? Okay. God? <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> but it was just, I didn't have a piece about it. Um, but all these people were giving me their own personal advice based off of their life experiences. Not one Christian around me was asking God and asking the Holy Spirit and saying, and it was, you know, there was a lot of fear. They had heard all the things that had happened to me and they were fearful for me and they loved me and they wanted what's best for me. I, I get that, but they came from a place of themselves, their own advice. And everyone told me, leave the state, move right now run away, you know, do that, go to Seattle, leave immediately. And every time it did not, there was no peace with it. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, but it makes sense. What they're saying makes sense, but I have no peace. And specifically the mutual friend, um, just lots of shameful, ugly, you know, big church girl just kept saying, you know, don't even look back. Um, you need to move. You need to go. Y'all's relationship was so toxic. God would never bring him his wife from Tinder because that's where we had met. Um, God would never bring a wife like you to him or him to you. Like y'all are toxic. You need to go, you know, just all this stuff. And I just, I did not feel right about it, but I was starting to listen. And I was so confused because it felt horrible hearing this advice from Christians. And so that's a red flag too. whoever's listening. If, if it, if you bring it to God and there's no peace at the end of the day, God is your only one to follow. It yeah. doesn't matter what these people have as titles. They call themselves a Christian or even if they love you and they mean well. And, um, and that's when, uh, Tracy, <laughs> she is one of my best friends. One of my two very best friends, my sisters to this day, when she entered my life <laughs> yeah. and, um, she had been involved in my life with one of my exes, um, when I went through my divorce and I had reached out to her because I met her 
like once in high school, we played rival basketball teams. And um, for some reason, her and one other girl, Raina, stuck out to me and I added them on Facebook and I bear, I didn't even know them. Years later, I would be scrolling on Facebook and Tracy's stuff would pop up and it wasn't even Bible verses. It wasn't preaching. Literally, there was a light about it. And it always brought me joy and it always made me so happy just looking at her stuff. And you know, I would just click on it and be like, oh, why do I feel so happy? <laughs> and yeah. now knowing her, I know it's the Holy Spirit in her and just her life is light. She is so yes. filled with Jesus and his love that there was no understanding it at the time, but I could not stop being drawn to her and her yeah. joy and her happiness. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had reached out going through the divorce, her and her husband tried everything, you know, they even reached out to my ex and were there for him. They were so Christ-like and amazing. Um, they did everything they could encourage me, just listen to God and you go to the Bible. And, um, when I had gotten the divorce and started the affair and gone into the world, I could not speak to Tracy. I completely just shut her out of my life mm -hmm. because her life was convicting. Her life mm -hmm. alone was yeah. so convicting. I could not speak to her. I knew it would convict me and I was so in love and I just wanted to go have fun, fun <laughs> that I could not talk to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So out of the blue, I just sent her an email after like my 20th time in church and just saying, I'm running to Jesus. <laughs> I yeah. sent her an email telling her everything I had just done and everything that had just happened to me. If you can even imagine receiving that email, <laughs> we laugh about it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't even fathom Aww. all the things. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> and she had no idea. Last time we talked, I was this great, you know, Christian lady in church, just going through a divorce and oh yeah. my, and Tracy's married and they own a company. She's also has her own company, you know, photography, videography. She's a mom of four. She has twin girls, a bonus daughter, a younger daughter at the time. I mean, she's involved in church. She's big with her family as if she had time. <laughs> but from that second, I have never received from a Christian until her hope, the hope of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I had always heard the, you know, brim fire, you know, you're going to hell and all the things and yeah. shame, shame, shame. And, you know, I'd never heard of being filled with the Holy spirit and I had never seen it in someone to that level and known him. And she just began saying, I'm here for you. I, I'm praying for you. She started sending me sermon after sermon and just telling me the truth of who Jesus was. And just through her doing that, I could get out of bed again. That spirit of depression just started to fade every sermon that she sent me. And it's a choice yeah. because I've sent so many people sermons and it's so sad when I sense help for people and I see them stay the same and it, it just reminds me. And then others, I send them help and they watch it and they find freedom and they get back to me and tell me, oh my gosh, I'm free from that depression. I'm free from that. I'm healed now. I, I surrendered my life and I had a choice and I did it, but oh my gosh, was Tracy the vessel. I could never pay her back. I mean, every second of the day for the next years, she was texting, calling anything you can imagine. I can't describe how she was there for me, encouraging me and speaking life over me. And truly that I've told her, I believe that's what really did it was speaking out who God truly saw me as not even where I was when she met me in that moment, 
she could have said like, you still seem insecure. You still seem broken here and there. And you still have these areas to grow. But she just said, no, this is who you are. This is who Jesus says you are. It's in the Bible. And this is, and she just spoke that life over me and encouraged me. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, don't get me wrong. She brought truth and love. Yeah. <laughs> She's very yeah. bold. Oh. She didn't hold back. She didn't yeah. candy coat anything, <laughs> yeah. but she did it with such love and, and from a place of God's love in her of, I don't want this person broken. I want her free, you know? And when it comes from that place, it is free. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Oh. And it, it was completely different. <laughs> the way you describe her, um, oh. that, I see that in you now Mm. that people are drawn (laughs) to you and the the real love of Jesus that's coming through you. So Mm. um, isn't it it awesome how God uses that? Like she did that for you. I'm sure you have and are, and will continue to do that for other women. And uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tracy. (laughs) I know. I know. I always say, I even did a TikTok about it. If you don't, if you can't find a Tracy, be a Tracy. Like if everybody needs find to a Tracy, be a Tracy. Amen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. Because it's a, other than God himself. And I know it was God in her, but she had a choice too. Yeah. And she's a vessel for the Lord. And she could have easily said, hmm, delete. That was crazy. <laughs> but yeah. thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Give that to someone else. You know, Aww. she'll be just fine. She's in church, you know, yeah. but I, I, God knew what I needed. I was still so yeah. desperate at the time. And she, God through her truly saved my life. Absolutely yeah. saved my life more than once. And yeah. I am forever grateful. And I know she's just going to be the richest in heaven because Amen. Yeah. <laughs> the love of Jesus in her is, it changes people. It really does. And, yes, it does. and like you yeah. said, it, it, it goes out to the next, then it went through me and then it'll go to others. And it's what God does. It is. <laughs> That's the point. It Discipling. is. It. God mm. said, he told the disciples, go out and be disciples of men. Like yeah. this is the goal. And that's what she did. She discipled me and told me my true identity and sent me these sermons. And, and that's what God, you know, that's what Jesus said to do. And that's what she did. And that's why I was free. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So <clears throat> I just want to pause and emphasize something real quick mm. for the listeners. So you, yeah. you heard Tara share that she sent the email that was just full, <laughs> you know, it's taken us about three, four episodes to go through. She sent that in one email. So anyways, that took um, courage and bravery from her. Mm. She had yeah. to step out and send that email because she mm-hmm. was desperate for help and for hope. So hear that listeners, if you're in that place, Mm. be brave and courageous enough send that send that email text whatever you know phone Mm -hmm. call and then there was Tracy so to all the Mm. Tracy's out there listen yes (laughs) um, we get to we be that be Tracy and then Mm -hmm. listen just like she said if if you don't have a Tracy be one be who you needed at that time there's a little uh meme or something it says be who you needed when you were younger you know, be that, be that now. So when you were at your mm-hmm. lowest and your darkest, be who you needed at that time for someone else. Yeah. So, so good. Let's go, Tracy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. And, so and, and Tara, I know that you are many people's Tracy. I, I'm sure of that. <laughs> yes. So yeah. many people said that. And I had to, she saw it. She saw in the video. They're like, well, yeah. you're my Tracy now. And I was just telling her like, you know, your one yes to Jesus, you have no idea how many lives that will affect. 
That's she right. said yes to Jesus for a very big, mm-hmm, crazy situation <laughs> for one person. Yeah. And the domino effect because of her yes, her love and her truth and Jesus in her not only just affected me. And I told her, you know, as God called me to TikTok, you know, I started with two followers, Raina and Tracy, my two best friends. <laughs> and it's never been about followers. It's been about right. reaching broken people and bringing them the hope of Jesus Christ. Right. And so obviously the more, the better for that reason. But if it's two, and if it's those two that needed him, we were like, okay, Jesus. And I truly never thought, you know, it would get any bigger, you know, and it just kept growing and growing and it's over a hundred thousand followers now. And so I remember telling her like, Tracy, your yes to me is now, and people all over the world have been writing in saying they got born again. Oh my gosh. Just recently, a woman told me she gave her life back to the Lord surrendered because of watching my testimony on TikTok. that led her to bring her husband to the Lord and bring him. He started going back to church. And I believe she said within like two months or two weeks after he came back to the Lord, he died. Oh, just my recently. gosh. Wow. And she wrote me and said, if you hadn't come to TikTok, oh, wow. my husband would not be in heaven. Yeah. Look at that. Look That's at, one that, story yes. of thousands that I've heard from just my obedience. Okay, God, I'll do it even though I didn't want to. But Tracy's original obedience, if she had not been there for me, I would not be the person I am today who is now obedient to God. And I'm like, Tracy, do you understand your one yes in doing everything you did for me, which was so much, (laughs) so much (laughs) for years and years and years Yeah, is now affecting hundreds and thousands of people. Lives are being saved because of your yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so humbling. And I just always tell her like, that goes back to you. (laughs) That goes back to your obedience. And you need to know that like, yeah, lives Uh after lives after lives are being changed because of her being Jesus in my life, being that vessel. And it may not seem like it's a big deal when you're called to help someone, but know that it's going to affect, even if you don't get to see it, I get to see how many it affects, but even if you don't get to see it, know that even that one person, you never know, it could affect generations and generation yeah. children and yeah. families will never fully know till we get to heaven, but know that it's worth it and yeah. don't give up. And don't think that because you can't see a big number, like I said, I could carry less TikTok dies today. Cool. I'm going to be obedient to my neighbor or somebody at the grocery store. And I may never see the outcome. That's We're right. called to plant the seed and God will water it. So you may not even get to see what that seed that you obediently sowed was, but know that if you're obedient, God will move and be encouraged. Don't give up if you can't see it because he will move. It's in the Bible. It's a promise. Amen. Tara's taking us to church today and I like it. Let's go. That's right. I mean, that's, I encourage people to back up and listen to that again. I know I will Mm. with a notepad. (laughs) That's good. That truly Mm. is good word. That's right. Coming from someone who's, who's honestly living it. I mean, that's, Mm. yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the, one of the main people that, uh, Tracy sent me a sermon of it was, his name is Todd white. And she said, I have a specific testimony. I think I need to send you. I was still laying in bed, could barely move. And, um, those two weeks were dwindling down every day. And she was just Mm -hmm. sending me 
you know, sermon after sermon. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> what are we doing here? And um, his name is Todd White. And she sent me his testimony. And long story short, drug addict, atheist, uh, verbally abusing, threatening his wife. I mean, just awful lifestyle and um, radically changed for the Lord. Yes. Just full encounter with God, born again. And now he's known worldwide. He is a traveling yeah, evangelist. Is. Um yeah. I hadn't, I didn't know who he was. He's got dreads. You know, I'd never he seen this guy. Big in my guy. Life. He works out. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard of him. And yeah. she sent me his testimony and I know why she did because at the time I was just so hopeless. Like, yeah. Ooh, like how, how can God pick back these pieces? You know, you think you're so far gone. And so she sent me that, you know, watch where this man started. And yeah. also I was talking about the love of my life, how I, I blocked his number. I was like, we're done. I will never see him again. Um, and I, and she said, you know, well, don't even worry about him right now. Like you're so devastated about how that ended, but you just need to be focusing on you and Jesus. And the thing about Tracy that I learned so much through was through all those Christians and that mutual friend giving me all their advice, Tracy would give me all the advice and she would be Holy spirit led. But at the end of all of it, she would still say, but do not take my advice personally. Yeah. You take this to the word of God and you run it by the Holy spirit. Although yeah. I feel that I'm Holy spirit led. Don't you dare go by me or anyone else. You bring this Good. to the Lord. Mm -hmm. If somebody does not tell you that, <laughs> step back a little bit and just take it to the Lord. Take it to the word of God and ask the Holy Spirit to be like a little spaghetti strainer. <laughs> you know, I need, <laughs> I need to hear from yeah. you, God. Like, let's, right. let's straighten this out and get the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, she just kept sending me those sermons and oh my goodness. Oh, it was one of the coolest things as time passed. I watched that, that Todd White testimony and, and I kept talking about the guy I was in love with and she'd say, and I'd say, well, I just don't want him to go to hell, but I told God I won't talk to him. And she said, don't worry about him. And there's hope for him. I said, oh no, there's not. He <laughs> loves sin. Like he loves, he loves, loves yeah. it. Like <laughs> I have never seen. And he hates Christians and he makes fun of them. And she said, there's hope for him. There's always hope if, if God, you know, God can do it but you focus on you right now. You, you need to just surrender that to the Lord. There's still such a hold of what y'all had. And I would be driving around on the highway and just remembering all the moments and just thinking everything through. And I just did not want to let him go because I had such a fear that I would lose him forever. Like I had said, I'm going to lose him forever. I'll never talk to you again. And God was just like, hello, this is about you girl. Like you need healing. Don't worry about exes and the past. Yeah. And, um, I was remembering conversations we had where one time I tried to get the nerve up because I was living, I knew I was going to hell and I was afraid of it on and off. And I remember being like, maybe I can bring up God, like something silly and see how he reacts, you know? And one of the first times we talked, I was walking into that church gateway with my two girl, well, the girlfriend, um, the girl I was trying to lead to the Lord after being such a bad influence. And that was when he said, where are you? And I said, I'm at church. And he said, Oh, I haven't been since I was eight, you know? these little memories were coming back. And at one point he had said, I said, yeah, I'm a preacher's daughter. And he said, Oh, so did God send the little preacher's daughter to get the big, bad atheist and just laughed at me. And then we both kind of paused. And I remember him kind of looking at me and me looking at him like, hmm? like, is that what's happening? You know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't believe in Jesus. So I don't know what you're talking about, you know? And, um, all these memories are coming back and I didn't want to let him go. I was so afraid and Tracy just kept encouraging me and sending me Todd White's testimony and I start watching it 
I truly start surrendering and like really giving the Lord my, my entire life. And it was the coolest thing in the entire world. God started revealing things to me. So Todd White uh, lives in, lived in Pennsylvania. And I knew that from his testimony and things he was saying. And um, years had gone by after this moment, kind of going to go forward a little bit, but I had watched all his sermons. It had led me to the Lord. And you remember I had mentioned a while back, I had been riding up and I kept driving up and down this long road. And when mm-hmm. that love of my life cheated on me, I bought donuts and listened to Taylor Swift that one time. <laughs> I do remember that. I was just devastated. <laughs> and I, I drove up and down this road to get to my jobs. I drove up and down this road to get to the first swinger. I drove up and down this road to go to all the swinging clubs. I drove up and down this road every time to go swing, to strip clubs, to go sin, everything. I lived at one place and it would just be a straight shot to all of it. Years later, God moves Todd White to Little Texas and he has him by a church. Now, when you're a swinger, it is known as the lifestyle. That is the nickname. They call it the lifestyle. I'm driving up and down this road this whole time. And there's this building there that I'm passing. God has Todd White by that building. And you will never guess what he names it. <laughs> I can't. He ended up coming to Texas, opening a church right there and naming it the lifestyle, the lifestyle <laughs> Christianity. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't, I can't even, (laughs) oh my gosh. And not only did that happen, God calls me to that church years later. I didn't even remember because I'm horrible with directions. God calls me to that church. Now I'm following Todd's sermons all the time. And I'm just so grateful for him and the man who led him to the Lord, Dan Moeller. Um, I'm watching their sermons and I'm growing in the Lord. Years later, I end up at Todd White's church. He moves from Pennsylvania to Texas buys the church on the road that I used to pass to go be a swinger and go to strip clubs as an atheist being abused by men, mistreated, living this awful life of sin. I'm passing it every day. And I had no idea. And years later I'm walking into that building and on the front door, it's just huge glass and there's a lion on it. And it just says lifestyle Christianity. Nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And I become like a, um, my my husband now and I um, become like leads there for like the Greek team. Like we get involved there. We start like, mm-hmm. I start co-hosting um, a church group within that church. I mean, completely full circle. Like how good is our God yeah. that he'll even redeem something like that? Mm-hmm. Something, I mean, it's just so beautiful. I remember when he revealed that to me, I couldn't stop laughing. And I was yeah. just, again, so grateful. Like, yeah he knew I'd be there eventually. Right. He knew. And the name, come on, come on. Like uh, That's huh? just, I don't know. I'm speechless. You know, you're just in awe of that. Only it's, God can orchestrate all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It is the most beautiful thing ever. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, it still to this day blows my mind. Yeah. Is that church still open and operating there? So they, so what he started was a university. That's how it first kind of started before oh, sending okay. 
Mm-hmm. And it's called Lifestyle Christianity University, LCU. And so it started with LCU and it's basically a all on Jesus university, all about the Lord, knowing your identity in Christ and then going out and it's discipleship. Yeah. And uh, it's nice. huh. still going strong. They started yeah. in the process of Lifestyle Christianity University started and is still there. They started like a Sunday morning church. And then after a while, it's more of lifestyle Christianity university. University. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so that's the main focus now. And yeah. crazy enough, Todd White is um, associated with Gateway Church, Robert Morris. Yeah. And now I go to Gateway Church. So oh my goodness <laughs> sakes. That is something. Wow. Jesus. Um, I yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. He oh my gosh. the beginning from the end and everything in between. I mean, Absolutely. wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It, like I said, it keeps me in, oh, talk about like you're on the road. You know what you used to do every Sunday morning when you're praising Jesus. Like it just kept me in such a grateful place. Like every time I pulled in, I just get teary eyed and just yeah. thank God for what he did for me, like for saving me and it's still my choice, but he chased me and pursued me and, oh my gosh, the freedom and the joy and the peace and the life I had pulling in there on Sundays, just like looking at the road I used to drive on, just humbled and just so thankful for Jesus. Oh my gosh. I can't describe. I mean, it's just so (laughs) amazing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it is amazing <laughs> when you just think about all the, all the parts God had in place way back mm-hmm. then, and then here you are and just how it all comes together. We told you in this episode, you're starting the hope, the yes. light is coming through. Finally, <laughs> It is bigger than the darkness. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Eliminating the darkness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And it was in the time, you know, going back to where I was, um, the one mutual friend was just doing everything she could to kind of shame me. And, um, I had mentioned earlier, like, don't forget, uh, one of the the two huge reasons why I never took that job. Um, and, and they'll come soon, (laughs) but this girl was just kind of going back and forth and just really like pushing shame on me when I, and it didn't feel right. And Tracy was very, helpful with that saying, Hey, if something doesn't feel peaceful, maybe stop talking to her for now, you know, not being rude, just pray about it. If, if it's feeling like nastiness all the time, pray about it. You need to be with the Lord right now. And, um, and it was so, I was so thankful because I needed that. And I was going through so much, you know, the job situation, I had gotten a call from this elite finance staffing firm. So they were a, a sales staffing firm that dealt with like placing the elite finance people in the best finance positions. And they got a hold of my um, resume and said, Hey, we want to interview you. We have amazing finance jobs. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, Jesus, thank you. You know, I'm going to go there. And, and so I went to this staffing firm and they said, okay, well, we want to send you out on these interviews. And in the interview with them, the head boss said, hold on, what would you think about working for us? instead of going out and continuing finance. And I knew immediately it was the Lord because I didn't know how to do the finance jobs. Yeah. (laughs) I knew I wasn't going to succeed. Right. And I was very fearful in interviewing because I knew I'd be right back to square one. I had not spent the time. I was so far in that I was very advanced on my resume 
and I was not. I would have to start over scratch and it it just wasn't working. Consequence of sin, but God redeems and restores. And That's right. I honestly didn't even like finance. So again, whatever God breaks down, it might look like your world is falling apart and it might look like you're losing everything, but I promise you what he rebuilds will be so much better. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Amen. To I that. cannot say that enough. And of course I, I tell them, I think I'm going to do that. And now I have to go through the inter- interview process with them and they tell me the salary and it's like half of what I was making. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, Lord. And, and God's like, take it, do it. And I'm like, Okay. Okay. I was going to start with them the second, the two weeks pay vacation was ending. Like to the day that the new paycheck would come in, the old one would be gone. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) God took care of it. (laughs) And I knew, I knew I would be okay. And I knew I was doing what God was calling me. So there was such a peace about it and it was still local. I wasn't going to have to move. And I was excited about that. And so that was like the first big step where I just saw him truly start to rebuild and restore my life in every area that I had fear. Um, and it was about that time I was driving down the road and it's what I did every day. <laughs> and I still had not released the love of my life and I couldn't, I was so fearful of it. And the thought of him not being around, I was like, I know I can't have him. I know it was demonic and toxic and horrible and he was abusive and our relationship was dark sin. And I could never be with someone that I have seen be with other people. So why am I still holding on to this? You know, and I'm driving down the highway and I look up and there's this huge blue sign that says Jesus in <laughs> white letters. <laughs> What's crazy is this was my main road to my home. I had never seen it. And it had been there. I mean, it was bright blue with white letters. And I, in that moment, just yelled. I think I was hitting my steering wheel. I was so mad, but I, you know, that surrender is hard sometimes. Yes, it is. That's right. It's not That's always right. easy. It's a ripping, it's a stronghold, it's chains being broken. And it's held them go down easy. Not that they mm-hmm. have the power over God, but they will hold on as tightly as we let them. And it can be painful to surrender, but it's the second it's gone, you're free. And I just remember screaming, I fine, I surrender him. (laughs) And looking at that stupid sign, I was like, (laughs) okay, I love you. Fine. And literally the second I said, fine, I surrender him. Peace hit me. Healing, more healing. I had no bondage. I had no tie to him anymore. No fear that he was gone. I was so again just freed like that weight off my shoulders and it felt so good (laughs) I was like thank you Jesus oh my gosh thank you I only want what you have for me I'll follow you pray and obey I will be obedient (laughs) anything you say you know I was just thanking him yeah and I got home and I started um talking to one of my girlfriends on the phone and I got like an email ping and I looked down And I forgot I had never blocked the love of my life from my email. I'd only blocked them from my phone. Yeah. (laughs) And and it said the, the subject line said something like, thank you. And, and it said, um, thank you for finding Jesus or going to find Jesus. And I opened it, you know, I'm thinking this dude is out in the darkness somewhere in some alley with a group of people right now, you know, partying it up with some girl. And he said, you know, ever since you said you're going to find Jesus, I know this sounds crazy, but for the last nine years, I have wanted to give my life to the Lord. 
but I couldn't because of the shame and because of the life I was living. I couldn't do it. And the second you said, I'm going to find Jesus, something broke. And I knew I could. And I wanted it so badly. And I was shocked. When I say I was shocked, no doubt. Here is this atheist man who loves sin and wants to swing for the rest of his life. And I'm reading him say this. And he says, I want to give my life to Jesus. Can you please lead me to the Lord? I want to give my life to him. And I'm on the phone with my friend. I'm like, what? (laughs) This is a joke. This is insane. Now the Lord had told me, don't talk to him. Block his number. Do not speak to him. Yeah. I immediately wanted to get on the phone and just tell him how to give his life to Jesus. But I was also really mad at him. And I was like, I'm not calling him. Yeah. You can do it on your own, bro. <laughs> and also I told Jesus I wouldn't, and I'm going to be obedient because I know what it looks like to not be obedient. So yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. So I felt the Lord say, tell him to call air one radio. I had been listening to it and they always had this line that said, if you're ready to give your life to the Lord, please call this number. We have people standing by that want to lead you to the Lord. And God said, you send him there. He'll do it for you if you call him. And I said, okay. So I said, listen, good luck. I'm glad you're giving your life to Jesus. Call air one. Don't talk to me again. I'm now going to block you. If you try to email me (laughs) acting all tough. And the next email ping came through not long later that night. And it said, he just gave his life to Jesus. He had called in and he had gotten Jesus. He got Jesus on the phone. (laughs) Come on, God. Jesus, the Marine. And this man that I thought I was in love with was a Marine. Yeah. And God gets him Jesus, the Marine on the phone, just to make it so real and so intimate. Yeah. And he's telling me he's bawling his eyes out. He just gave his life to the Lord and got born again, went and bought a Bible. Next email comes in. I'm reading Romans. I'm in the park. Everything looks different. Oh my goodness. And now I'm like, okay, how in the world? And I'm remembering that moment of surrender and like how everything just started back to back to back. And so this night I planned to go to Gateway for a women's event. Uh, Like I said, I was in church Monday through Sunday, if I could, if they were there (laughs) Mm -hmm. and there was a women's event. And so I had driven to this location that I'm at now um, and I had pulled in and I was ready to go and I pulled in and I heard the Lord say, you can call him now. And I was like, come again, excuse me. And God said, call him. You can talk to him now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What? Like the swinger guy, the atheist, awful man that I was in this horrible, dark life with. And, and God said, yeah, you can talk to him, give him a call. (laughs) So I pulled down the road and I gave him a call and I can't even explain how it was talking to someone else. We're both talking to different people and What we used to be discussing was, you know, which couple this weekend and what strip club we want to go to. And now we're talking about Romans and we're telling each other what we've been reading. (laughs) And I'm telling him about all the Jesus moments I've had and the songs that were playing when I went to church. And he's telling me how he's going to church now. And I'm just mind blown at God and what he will do, the ripple effect it will have on every life around you in the biggest ways when you say yes to Jesus. Yeah, that's right. So beautiful. Yes, it is. Yes, it certainly is. (laughs) It's amazing. 
do you do you want to continue or is this a good pause place or what's your thoughts um how long have i been <laughs> um about an hour and 20 minutes or so so far i think that's good if you're okay with ending yeah here. But the yeah. next part starts you know another area <laughs> listen y'all this has been an episode i mean <laughs> so good like I know very well when you finish this and you click off you're smiling you know <laughs> dance a little jig if you need yeah. to put your hands up praise the lord um man we have heard there's no limits to what God can do it, mm -hmm. just and but we've also heard how she had to choose to mm -hmm. surrender and she had to make some even tough choices during the surrender. I like how she described the stronghold, you know, you're ripping those mm. off and it's not always mm. easy and tender. It's not the mm. little cotton ball. Sometimes it's a hard <laughs> bandage. You got to rip off. Yes. This, you know, mm -hmm. and um, so I love that. I love all mm. the ways that she shared that we would mm. never think of, but God orchestrated that. I, mm. I mean, from the Todd White church to the sign to, to Tracy, to all of it. I mean, just, um, it, it just leaves you in awe and excited yeah. and happy. And so now the light is shining in this testimony mm. and in this story. <laughs> There's one thing I do. I want you guys to um, hear that she said, she listened to Todd White's testimony mm. and she heard someone that was in uh, the same or very similar darkness that she was mm. and she heard from his testimony what Jesus had done in his life mm. and that's why it is so important to me and mm. to the kingdom that we mm. share our testimonies on the podcast I refer to them as stories um, yeah. it's so important that we share that with others so they mm -hmm know that they're not alone and that nothing they've done is too bad or too big. Mm -hmm. So I am grateful that Tara has um, <laughs> shared and will continue to share her testimony with us for weeks to come. Mm -hmm. And there's still goodness guys. I mean, this is <laughs> like, I mean, we definitely are on shouting grounds right now, but there's more, there's more coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't listened to that song that she was telling you about, just mm -hmm. Google it. I can't remember even who sing. I think different groups, seeing different yeah. uh, different versions they've covered it but it's good so go ahead and do that is there anything at the end of this episode that you want to share any anything at all to wrap us up mm. I mean just that don't wait any longer <laughs> I remember in that moment there were so many times that I thought about receiving the love of the Lord yeah and the amount of things that I could have not experienced and I know God can redeem and restore but why why have to go through it if you yeah. don't if you're feeling the Lord draw you now don't wait run to his yeah. feet just run right into his loving arms it's there's no shame there's no condemn, condemnation you don't need, even need a church I found him in a hotel room drunk yeah. having an yeah. orgy <laughs> you yeah. go to him wherever you are right now whenever yeah. you feel that drawing that is the Holy Spirit drawing your spirit to God and I would just say, don't wait another minute because, oh my goodness, there were so many times. And when it, when I finally did it, I, all I could think was, man, if I had done this sooner, That's oh right. my gosh, if I could have just done this sooner, it was so much I had to experience, you know, going forward, but also just, just the presence of him. Why I was so like, oh, I could have been here. I could have yeah. been in this peace filled presence and this hope and this joy sooner. 
oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And like you said, now I'm known for my joy for the Lord. Like Mm -hmm. I'm filled with his joy. I am healed. And you wouldn't even know that was my past. So anything you've been through, there's no reason to stay in a victim mentality. There's no reason to cling to the past. Man move forward with the Lord. And if you feel him drawing you even to a new level, if you are born again, don't hold back, just move forward as quick as you can when he's drawing you and it'll be so worth it. Amen. <laughs> it Amen. really is. <laughs> hey, do you, and if you don't, it's okay to pass. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Would Would you care to pray um, yeah. for the listeners, the viewers? Absolutely. Just, just pray us, pray us off today. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. Please. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. God, thank you so much just for your presence, for sending Jesus so that we even have the opportunity of a life on earth before heaven of peace and joy in our identity, knowing who we are in you and living with the full purpose that you paid for that fills us with so much joy, happiness, and gives us the life that we could never imagine. It's all because of you, God. Lord, I just pray for anybody who has been watching or listening and who has come across this today, even Lord, that a new encounter with God is happening in their lives. Lord, touch them in a new way. God, I just pray if there are non-believers, Lord, if they've experienced a version of Jesus that is not true Jesus, what they've heard here, his true love, his true changing effect on your life, God, I just pray that anything they've experienced before true Jesus is just Holy Spirit amnesia gone in Jesus name. And Lord, they see you for who you are. Lord, I just pray you draw everyone listening. Lord, I pray for healing over anybody listening who's been through anything like this. Lord, I pray that you touch their lives. You heal them completely. Holy Spirit, draw the listeners into you and let them know that you are loving. And Lord, let them see your redemption and your restoration. And God, I just thank you for everything you did in my life and are still doing. We thank you. We praise you. And I thank you for Maxetta for being obedient. Pray and obey. (laughs) Thank you, God, for her obedience so that this could be a vessel for your love, God. And we just thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Okay, so we will... uh... We'll keep doing this. You guys keep tuning in every Monday on the podcast and every Monday on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can hear Tara and go to her TikTok. Go follow her. Yeah. Yay. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Please remember, folks, we are all in this thing called life together. We may be in different parts of our story, but maybe, just maybe, by hearing from others, we will be reminded we aren't alone. If you are enjoying this podcast, please give it a follow, and please feel free to leave a five-star review wherever you listen to it. This helps others find the podcast, and it sure makes my heart happy. You can also find me on YouTube at Maxetta Gad with new episodes each Wednesday. Let's do it again next week.